If you like to gamble, I tell you I'm your man. You win some, lose some, it's all the same to me. Hello and welcome to another exciting edition of the Motorcast, the official Motorhead podcast. I am officially your host, Howard H. Smith. You may know me as lead singer of UK thrash metal band Acid Rain or by my heavy metal uh, podcast, Talking Bollocks. You will see that my name is highlighted in the description of this podcast. That's because it's a link. And if you click on that, it'll take you to all the podcasts I've been doing since 2015. So here I am your host, of all things Motorhead, your guide through the world of all things Motorhead. How are you? How are you doing? Nice to have you back, or if it's your first time visiting, then it's a big hello to you too. Thank you for joining us. And it is important, please do subscribe to the podcast. Wherever you listen to this, however you get hold of it, press the subscribe button and a brand new episode will be ready for you every two weeks. That is a genuine promise. Subscribe and those podcasts will be there and they're going to keep on coming. So I'm sure you've all got your um, uh, Ace of Spades uh, incredible re, uh, remasters, the the box sets, all of the all of that stuff, all of that good stuff, and that is what we started talking about. But we're now going off on another Motorhead journey. Now we're now taking a little bit more of a rounded trip and talking to um, people who've been in the camp for years and years, and this time is no different. This time. It's a very, very special guest. This man does not do many interviews, if any, that I know of. Um, Today's guest is Simon Sessler, who is, um, uh, for want of a, one of Lemmy's best friends. Um, I had a really enjoyable time um, chatting with Simon. This is slightly different to the others you've heard because this is this is you know purely um a personal relationship and you know there was no there was no business involved here at all uh, it was great to talk with simon um and we're still in touch and remain so he's a he's a lovely guy and really appreciated him being willing to come on and do this very very rare interview so without further ado here's simon and i having a chat so look, thank you very much for um, agreeing to do this. No problem. I'd imagine over the years you've done a, a fair few of these. No, not really. Really? Um, I, I know, yeah, I kept myself, you know, my, my friendship with Lem was my friendship with Lem, and we just kept it at that. We, right. were, we were, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't for public domain, you know. Sure. These, these days, someone's got to stand up for him. Well, so how did you how did you sort of first um, encounter him? I first met him in um, uh, at Dingwalls. I tell you, the first meeting was at Dingwalls in um, I don't know, nineteen seventy nine, maybe whatever. Backstage at um, I'm going to say backstage. Dingwalls was a tiny place. Uh, and in the uh, the pirates were playing, and um, I knew Frank Farley, the drummer, quite well, and um, and we first met there. Although that's not what he would remember, because um, it was I was I was remarkably um, unremarkable. 
uh, that particular day. <laughs> the real the real meeting took place on the King's Road. Uh, he was coming out of the Midland Bank, <clears throat> and and we got talking, and we decided to go for a drink. And Lem used to walk off at a terrific pace, and he disappeared off. And it was memorable in as much as I then stepped off the pavement straight into a car, and I went, <laughs> I passed him as he was walking up to the pub on the on the bonnet of a of a I, th- I don't know I think it was a maybe a Saab or something <laughs> yeah. um, going at about forty miles an hour, um, and then that turned into something you know a bit unpleasant, and then we had a drink, and then we were friends for life. So that was. Um, that was that. That's, yeah. that's that's a pretty remarkable sort of. Um... Well, yeah, it was one. It was one way to go about it, you know. And the, the crazy thing was, I, I I remember passing him as I was. My face was literally plastered up against the windscreen, and this guy he was very angry about it. Um, even though he jumped the light and driven into me, but uh, yeah, I came off. I came off in a hurry at about. <laughs> But, you know, when he finally slammed on the anchors. So, um, and then, uh, yeah. So you just uh, we, dusted yourself off and went and had a couple of beers with them? It was, it was something like that. There was, there was a few words spoken. And some, <laughs> you know, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I can imagine. But also, I mean, uh, the, talking to you, well, I, a lot of people I've spoken to, um, their experiences of Lem Roy's in... Um, uh, in, in a work environment or a music business environment, and, yeah. and but you, you spent most of your time with him outside of that environment. Oh well, yeah, well both really. I mean, I, I, I'd, be, I'd be there when he'd, you know, in his words. But yeah, mostly. I mean, you know, we I, I lived with him for a while on uh, on the boat. Many lived on on the houseboat, and um, I uh, lived with him for a while up in on Chamberlain Road when when the band. When Phil, uh, you know, um, the band changed and Phil and Wurzel joined the band and they moved into place on Chamberlain Road. So, um, so yeah, so we did, we did a lot of living and a lot of playing. Uh, and, you know, yeah, what was, uh, what, what was living on the, what was life on the boat like? Yeah, uh, it was, um, uh, I don't know, there was tidal. Uh, <laughs> it was, it was, um, it was, uh, that was, that was the first the first time when I thought I remember him falling he'd fallen asleep on the sofa. It was pretty, you know, it was a it was a smallish, you know, it was a it was great. I I, I really liked it. It was great. And um, it didn't, you know, strange hours. But I remember him falling asleep, and I remember him stopping breathing. And uh, at least I thought, uh, you know, he'd stop breathing. So, you know, I went to I wasn't going to give him the kiss of life or anything not at that time in the morning, but I went, you know. And uh, you know he, because he used to, uh, he was a tricky one when he used to go to sleep. He, you know, it, there would be a lot of snoring, and then there'd be nothing, and then there'd be, you know, and uh, yeah. So, but but sleep wasn't wasn't you know it wasn't a big feature. It wasn't <laughs> wasn't you know there wasn't a lot of it, not a lot of it going on. <laughs> yeah, and what and and the time and the time you spent in Chamberlain Road. Um, with yeah. the whole with the whole band, that must have been interesting. Yeah. That was big. Yeah, that was that was uh, that, well, that was you know um, Phil when Phil and Willis joined. Uh, they um, I remember I remember the day pretty much, and uh, they you know um, 
they were great. And then, you know, them, it's like you're in the band and then them disappeared off the pub, you know, and I don't think they really knew quite what to do. Uh, but they, um, uh, you know, they they got on with it. And uh, then I think Pete Gill, yeah, Pete must have come in. I don't think he was there for the, I can't remember now, for the, for the um, auditions. I think I think filthy yeah filthy was there with, with the auditions and then and then he announced he was going to go which was uh, a great timing yeah. <laughs> for a drummer for yeah. a drummer um, <laughs> and uh, and then um, yeah and then Pete Gill came along and then 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 that was when everybody moved into Chamberlain Road which was you know which was uh, um, uh, yeah that. That house moved moved at a, a certain speed as well, you know. Yeah, I can imagine. It's it's kind of it's still quite amazing though. I mean, Motorhead were you know a, a, a name band at this point, and, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and yet all, all sort of still living living in a house together, like a like a band who's only just started out. Well, that was I think that was a good thing, you know. Um, yeah, that 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 was a you know that was a, quite a bonding thing. Uh, I remember Phil would spend most. Phil was in Wales a lot, um, you know, because he had a family and stuff. Um, Pete was there. Uh, he was Pete was Pete. I, I can't really describe him any other way. Wales was, you know, wonderful. Was uh, we had we had a lot of fun, and you know, Lem, and then there was Lem and I just uh, just being strange. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so um, when you when you first met Lemmy, how old how old were the two of you being? You know, was was there much of an age gap between you? I guess, yeah, yeah, there was, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, there was there's, there was twenty twenty years was it twenty years between? No, can't, maybe not that much. What was he? Uh, about fifteen years, sixteen years between us. So yeah, so I was always the younger one. Right, so you so you were always the one being led astray, were you? Oh yeah, yeah, that's that's how it went. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's leave it at that. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm happy with that. Yeah. Oh, and you must see, so you must have been to some um, uh, some some fairly sort of uh, monumental moments in the uh, yeah. in the Motorhead life story. What what yeah. what sort of sticks in the mind? Oh man, I mean there was so many, you know. Um, uh, really, uh, it's. Uh, I, I mean, I can't. That's just like going back. That's like going back over the entire thing. I mean, there was everything. You know, um, there was some great times. So there was some bad times. Yeah. You know, uh, a lot of those I remember. Uh, you know, um, when when you know when the band wasn't able to work. Yeah, that was a terrible time. Um, and a difficult time as well because Slem at one stage didn't really want to acknowledge, you know, what was going what was going on in his life, um, and it was a very difficult time. And then, and then, uh, you know, and then things. And then there was a, a very uh, there was a kind of intermediate period um, when there was a, not. I think Phil Carlson was managing him for a while and. Uh, Sharon Osborne for a bit, you know, and that was all. It was all a bit haphazard, and then yeah. Todd came along, and things got, you know, uh, really took some shape. 
and uh, it was, you know, it was uh, uh, what you know they'd go from playing, you know, Hammersmith to playing, you know, uh, an Astoria or whatever, and, and, and but Len never, he never lost faith ever, you know. That, yeah. was, that was it was his thing, and he was never, never going to, um, you know. It was uh, Wurzel leaving was a difficult time for him, but I mean, was I think that we all knew that Wurzel was going to leave. Um, but he never lost faith, and uh, you know, and it, it, you know, picked up again nicely. Yeah, so. absolutely. And um, and and the thing is, I mean, it, those those hard times, as they always say, make the uh, make the good times taste even sweeter. Um, yeah. But was was Lemmy was he one for sort of not uh, not paying much attention to the business side, or was it just? Yeah, I don't know, but he certainly wasn't in the beginning. I mean, he didn't want to know. He wasn't, you know, he didn't join the band. In, he didn't become a musician to become an accountant. Do you yeah. know what I mean? He he, uh, uh, he really. Uh, he put a lot of he put a lot of trust in people and uh, in the beginning, and uh, he, you know, he didn't want to accept that things might be not quite right, and uh, you know, it's a difficult thing to talk about because I don't want to, talk, yes, you know, course. I don't want to say, but it was no, he 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 really just closed his eyes to it. And we had arguments, I mean, arguments like you wouldn't believe, screaming arguments about it. Um, and he just didn't want to, you know, uh, there was a line about better the devil you know than the devil you don't kind of a thing. Right. Which, you know, and it was, uh, you know, there were, there were moments where it was just, it was, it was more than frustrating. It was difficult. Uh, he just didn't want it. It wasn't, you know. Yeah. He just he got money in his hand, and uh, and as long as he had a drink and you know, with a you know some speed and whatever, uh, and cab whatever, he was fine. Um, and which of course that's not how it works. But there you go. Yeah, and and you yeah you hit on that word frustrating that must have been mm. that must have been yeah. an incredibly frustrating time for you to be on the sidelines we, we had arguments i mean like you wouldn't you know like screaming arguments and he didn't want to know you know he'd walk away storm away and then storm back for more <laughs> uh, you know um, and and it was you know and you know so some somebody had to say something um, yeah and uh, you know, uh, you couldn't. I couldn't. You can just. You couldn't be there if you were. If your friend, if your friends are somewhere, you can't just be somewhere and just watch it happen. So um, you know. Um, but yeah, it was difficult. Very difficult, that's for sure. Yeah. But also a, a, um, a sign of the strength of your friendship that you that you that you're able to you know talk yeah. to talk to each other like that and and yeah and then just carry on. Yeah, there was nothing left unsaid. That was that was sure in our relationship. It was we, we we ran the full gamut of you know everything. So you know nothing was left unsaid, good and bad. Well, it's it, yeah, but that lead that leads to a sort of a, a purity of, of of relationship, doesn't it? That that no one sure. else that no one else can mess with. Yeah, well, that was that was the thing. We were very you know it was very much like that, and. Uh, you, you can't. Uh, he, he didn't have many of those, 
You know, he had, he had a lot of people he knows, a lot of people he knew, you know. Yeah. But um, that was really a, a pretty tight-knit group of, you know, what the inner, what one would call the inner circle, you know. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So... Well, and and every every band needs them. I'm in a band myself, and and you know you need those 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 core of people who well, who, yeah, you, I, who you trust. You do, yeah. yeah, well, that's you know that's the thing. You you do, uh, and then then sometimes it feels like I guess it feels like you don't. Um, you know, I never I never shied away from. You know, a lot of people have this thing where they were kind of like. You know, a bit scared of Lem, or they're, ooh, you know, Lemmy. That was, I was never like that. Was not, no, I never had that. Um, he, uh, he was just, uh, you know, he was my mate, and so um, I never, it never bothered me to say what I had to say, and uh, he, but he, he knew that, and he would do the same, and it's not always, you know. Uh, it's always pleasant to hear some things, you know. But yeah. you know, there you go. That's friendship, I suppose. Absolutely. And did you? Did he? Um, uh, did he sort of run run songs past you and stuff like you know early yeah, mixes yeah, and yeah. things like that? Yeah, I heard everything. I heard everything before and all read. You know, he'd run lyrics by me and uh, when he, um, you know, yeah, when he was, it was late. Uh, he was, you know, he was, the lyrics were always pretty easy for him. Um, but he, uh, it was, you know, more when, uh, it was later that he started writing everything in advance. Um, you know, he'd have ideas, but before he'd sort of knock them out, you know. Um, but later he had, to, yeah, yeah. So, and then, you know, just, uh, yeah, I uh, all the demos, rough mixes, all, all everything, you know. As any as any close friend should, if you're you know, if you're a close friend with somebody in the band, you should have a load of demos and bits and pieces that no one else has got. Um mm. that's um that's a, a kind of yeah, it's a, it's a standard and it's good to have. Um yeah. but I'm interested in what you're saying there that he used to just knock them out and then later yeah. he started preparing things. Do you mean he was just going in the studio and he had an idea? Of what he was well, going to do, yeah, just... yeah, I'm not. You know, yeah. It's some, 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 some things he'd have. He'd have. Um, he had. Uh, you know. I mean, I don't want to contradict him, so I'm not. You know, <laughs> I have to be careful here. Yes, yeah, sure. um, but there are you know some songs he'll say he wrote. Certainly, I mean, uh, we're we're the road crew, which he always you know, claims he knocked it out in t- 10 minutes. That's true. He knocked it out in 10 minutes. Um, you know, uh, that was just, a, you know, just a words to him. Yeah. Um, and, um, but, you know, like, there, there, there were songs, you know, uh, I mean, Ace of Spades he has in advance, he had ready, um, Chew in the Back, I think he had ready, you know, uh, from, from that album. Um, you know, but he would. There were the brothers that he would just. They had the structure of the song, and and he would just take a bit of time and. Basically, he that he had a framework. Take it to the yeah, band. That's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean, you know, a lot uh, later, a, a lot of the stuff he had. Um, you know, he knew he knew roughly what he was doing. Um, um, but he, he, 
he was constantly working on on them. You know, he uh, he took he took time, he took trouble. He, it sounds like he didn't care, but he did. He, he, he you know. He was also um, he was also a really um, big reader as well. Yeah, and, yeah, and, right, yeah. I mean that seemed to and that seemed to in it sort of really inform him from time well, to time it, lyrically. Certainly, yeah, yeah. But he read a lot. You know, uh, there was. I mean, he was always reading. You know, uh, he, which is unusual for the matter for the lifestyle because uh, most people don't read. Uh, who lived that kind of lifestyle, but he did. He was always reading, um, you know, a lot of war stuff, obviously, which I think everyone knows. And uh, but you know, he read. Uh, he liked a good thriller, um, and uh, yeah, he was a reader. Yeah, it's it's um, it's well documented that he was um, that he, you know he didn't mind putting his head in a book for a few hours. Wherever, yeah, yeah. wherever he was, be it in a dressing room or and there's other people around, he was very much a sort of just kind of if that's what he wants to do, that's what he wants to do, and yeah, yeah, and people yeah. just let yeah. him get on with it. That's that was Lem. If that's what he wants to do, that's what he wants to do. That was that was Lem. Yeah. And he yeah. Se- he he did seem. I, I mean, again, this is a. I I was unfortunately never met him, but um, he seemed to be somebody who was very comfortable in his own skin. Yeah, well, he was. Um, I mean, he was, and uh, I don't want to say he wasn't. But, uh, he was. He was. He was fine being him, and he certainly stood by everything that he did. Um, there, there were things that I think later he would. He admitted that he shouldn't have done, and um, but, you know, there was. He stood. You know, yeah, he was. Um, he was he was okay. He was okay with with, with himself, um, and he didn't necessarily think he was wrong um, behaving in ways. Which, and then there were times when, you know, uh, he, he. Some people would call it selfish. You know, uh, he would say, "Well, I'm, I'm living my life. That's my right." You know, yeah. so people shouldn't step on the. You know. Getting his way, so you know that was that was it. But he was, he was, you know. But Lemmy was, Lemmy was everything. He was, he was really thoughtful and really, you know, uh, unthoughtful. He was really generous and really selfish, and he was. He, I mean, he was everything, all of it, you know. So, I mean, certainly speaking to business people, they've all said how just sort of straight down the line he was, which yeah, yeah, well, obviously yeah. is something that's not too too uh, occasional in the music business. But yeah, you know, everyone I've spoken to has just said you just always knew where you stood. You know, yeah, you, you always. That's it. I mean, you didn't. There was no. You know, it wasn't. It wasn't like a. Uh, you, I mean, you knew whether there were good. You, there were good days and there were bad days, and you knew when they were and. Uh, he was, you know, he was very. Uh, he was. That's what he was like. He was up front, and, you know. How did your friendship sort of change over the years? Because obviously he moved to the states. Um, yeah, and, well, I was yeah. in the states, so he moved there. <laughs> right. Okay. So it's your, it's your fault, is it? I went. No. Well, I, you know, he'd always wanted to go there, and but uh, I, I went with him to, to look at that, to look at the apartment, that flat, the apartment that became. His apartment up on Har- um, when uh, when you know when he was there, uh, but you know we uh, we saw le- 
we we faxed a lot and we texted a lot when texting came in and spoke a lot and then we'd see each other you know it didn't feel like um you know it was just we didn't see each other every day you know that was it yeah. didn't feel like much different uh you know when when that we needed to talk, we'd speak, you know, somehow. You know, it was a lot of, but right, you know, it, it, unnecessary. It, for, the, for, the, for the purposes of just contact, you know, I'd get these ridiculous text messages, and then which would turn into like, you know, sort of 35, it was like a game of tennis, you know, 35 <laughs> ridiculous text messages there, backwards and forwards, you know. And that was, that was fine, you know, that was good. Yeah, you know, and that and that we, sort of kept you in touch with each other. Yeah, we we were that's it. You know, we were we were in touch. We're talking is bollocks, but, but but we were you know we were in touch. There you go. And um, how long did you? Well, I mean, you know, when was the when was the last time you saw him? Um, horrible question yeah, to I ask. Saw, and I, I, you know. I know. Uh, last time was um, a month before. Right. Um, and. Uh, I was I was invited to his seventieth to go over to, to go over when he had that, but I knew that he was in no state. It was two things. I knew he was in no state to uh, have it, and he was also he didn't want to. He um, it was you know I, I he didn't really want. I don't think he wanted me to see him in the state he was in. So uh, yeah. I think I think we'll leave it at that. Yeah, yeah, and it, and it, and that must have been hard for you as well. Yeah, it was yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's um, uh, you know, our, the last time we saw each other was, you know, I mean, we talked about the possibilities for couple of years but you know he didn't want to it's funny you know for a guy who in his 30s you know it was like death meant nothing you know uh, if I die tomorrow I'm happy kind of thing yeah when he hit about 50 when he got diabetes and he thought he was going to die he was suddenly scared of death and uh, so he didn't want to die then and then he wanted to you know and uh, you know he Hung on to make seventy, which was, uh, you know, that was a landmark thing, you know. Yeah. Uh, and you know, um, and then, but you know, we knew it was, it was coming. He wasn't he wasn't getting any better, and then and then he got worse in a hurry. So you know. Yeah. So when you so when you walked away that time, you pretty much knew that that was yeah, probably the last time you were going to see him. Yeah, I I think. Uh, I I think because it's funny because Eddie Clark was there as well, right. and uh, but then I was, and it was just before Philip died, uh, um, filthy, and uh, we we knew Phil Phil was you know Phil could have died on maybe that day, um, I can't remember, but I think it was that day or the day after. Um, we knew that was coming. Um, Eddie was a shock, uh, you know. I mean, Eddie was was you know not not fully fit, but uh, but yeah, I think when then when I think I think I think the last time I saw him, I think that was I think I knew that I that would be it. 
um, you know, you can hope. But uh, he he deteriorated very quickly, uh, you know. Yeah, well, so. yeah. I mean, well, they were they, they were they were booked and out on the road. Um, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, they were. And I'm sure that wouldn't have happened if they realised how quickly his condition was going to deteriorate. No, no, that wouldn't have made a difference. They were still there were there were still dates, but you know, they, <laughs> they, they kept him working, and 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 that was um, maybe the thing he needed to do. Uh, you know, if he had something to work for, and uh, you know, there were times when he was he didn't seem to have the strength to. I remember when they did Hyde Park and he was really not well um, and we were sitting, it was just the two of us, you know, and he was going, I don't think I could do this. Like, and, uh, you know, and then get, get, got into the stage and then, uh, you know, he, um, I can't remember if it was on that gig. I remember on the, in the rehearsals beforehand, he, he was using, because his bass, he always had a rhythm, the Rickerbacker, Bass and the strings are really tight on it. I mean, they were they were not, not they were not playable by a normal human being. <laughs> and he then he, and he started using an SG bass, which has nylon strings, because they were easier to pluck. So that you know that gives you an idea of yeah. strength-wise where he was. Um, but uh, you know, give him give him sixty thousand people to you know, and his he, suddenly his chest is out and he's put you know. He looks, he becomes Lemmy again, and uh, you know he didn't want to. He certainly didn't want to show it off. It was very difficult when he had to walk with a stick. That that was horrible for him because that was like a public display of, you know, weakness. Weak, yeah, sure. Yeah, and uh, you know, um, so you know, but he uh, it became it became harder and harder for him. Um, yeah, and and uh, again, as a close friend, it's it's it, it's tough to see, and you, you you everybody goes goes through it with the, you know the rest of the band members go through it, and the yeah. you know and the, and the close friends and uh, and everybody else. It's um, it's a great loss, and the fact that we lost you know that that great Ace of Spades lineup is you know yeah. also yeah, quickly. it was sad, and they all went and they all went pretty close, you know. Um, but I mean, Phil was not well for a long time, you know. His, I mean, really, he hadn't been. The light went out of his eyes a couple of years before, uh, you know. Right. Um, and uh, um, but yeah, it was, you know, it was a shame. But the kind of, in a way, it was a kind of thought. They, that was how the band lived, and uh, so yeah. maybe it was, you know. So, would you were you um were you around the band and friends with Lemmy um um around Ace of Spades time? I not that close, no, um, not that that close. But we, uh, I know, I he, uh, I knew all about. I got to hear. Uh, he told me he told me all about those sessions because they were um they made a lot of difference to the band. Vic Mail was you know. Made made a huge difference to the band. Uh, yeah. He wasn't. It wasn't going to be him originally. Um, Jimmy Miller had definitely failed them on Bomber, but um, you know it, that it, that worked out, so that was okay. But then Vic came in, and uh, yeah, he was the engineer as well. And you know, I, I can't, I can't. It, 
expressed in strong enough terms how difficult it was to, you know, they they were they were not an easy band to work with. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. They were always, I mean, you know, Phil and Eddie argued. I mean, they would be, you know, they you'd be standing there with a cup of coffee, and they'd come rolling past you with a cup of, you know, on the floor, but you know, full full on punch up. I mean, you know, over nothing. Um, and uh, but Vic Mail made a lot of difference, you know. Um, yeah. And you know. Uh, Put a lot, put a bit of structure into you know, Ace of Spades certainly sounds, you know, it really, that album really, you know, sounds, you know, a bit, bit different. You know, he's got a lot of, a lot of percussion on there, you know. Well, it's the, it's the, it's the sound of the Motorhead that that we know, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, um, yeah. and was such a turnaround for their career as well. Yeah, well, well, they were already, they were already, you know, they were doing good. They were doing, they were doing well, but it made it really did it picked it. I mean, Ace of Spades itself, obviously, that cap that captured something that you know um, hadn't been. It was a, it was if you like a single which they hadn't had necessarily before. They had, you know, Bomber. I guess was, you know, was 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 good. I you know I liked it. But Ace of Spades was something, you know, that was special yeah. for them. So that that make you know that that makes a huge difference in the band's you know trajectory. Uh, so they had a, a hit single, if you were, and then and then the next thing is they've got a number one album, you know, which was you know, the live album. So yeah, and and it's pretty. It's it's you know it's it's an iconic it's an iconic song. It's an iconic album, and yeah. Um, uh, and it, but it's interesting that you that you say you know you you sort of met up with him later on, but those sessions were still. Well, I'd met him. I'd met him. I'd met him by then, but we weren't we weren't just really you know the, the, as close as as we became, which didn't happen until you know maybe a year or so later, or year and a bit later. But um, yeah, you know, we still talked about. I remember we were uh, we were going up to Nebworth once with them, um, and I can't remember what for. Uh, I'll, I'll, someone was playing. I can't remember. Um, and we stopped. We we stopped off at uh, a service station in South Mims, and uh, and going to the services. You know, no, normally people go into a service station and you use the loo or you get a sandwich or whatever. Lynn would just Lynn would just come back with a pile of porn, uh, you know, parade <laughs> whatever it was at that time parade time. So they go, you know, I came out of the car and then he said, and he went the sandpit with somewhere around it, which is you know they uh, did the 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 album cover was somewhere somewhere close to that, but we couldn't we couldn't find it and we didn't really want to go driving around South and looking for a you know a gravel pit. Um, but um, yeah, you know the. the and then he'd talk about you know some sort of long drives out to Rickmansworth from because they weren't all maybe they were all living together by Ace of Spades. I, I think they I think maybe at that time they just started because they'd been on they were on the road most of the time you know yeah and maybe they were they'd all put, you know were living together up in maybe Notting Hill I think and and uh, but you know Rickmansworth's a long way from everywhere. 
it's you know uh, and but they go you know yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm, I know the place, and I, th- I think that I think the they were travelling through from London out to Rickmansworth, yeah, 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 um, yeah, and, and arriving yeah. sort of like two in the afternoon, then That's doing it. working till working till midnight, and then heading out in London. Yeah, that, that's, that sounds about that's about that's about it does. <laughs> you know, if you say two, then then two it is. But um, you know, maybe <laughs> that that would have been them getting up early. You know. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, it was. It's, you know, it's not near anywhere, is it? So you know, no, not at all. No, no, near where they were. You know, but uh, it was. You know, they were. Uh, uh, yeah, it was. You know. So do you have any? Um, do you have any fair? Uh, and this this is kind of like a sort of uh, uh, a finishing up question because it, it, it. But yeah. I, I kind of I'm keen to find out from everybody. Um, any any particular favorite tracks or favorite albums that for for whatever reason whether they're you know personal to you and um yeah well you know right throughout their career well no well god there's a lot there's a lot you know uh i i love i love i love the band you know so um shoot you in the back i liked off of ace of spades i always loved that song there was four guys were trying i thought it was a great track oh yeah <laughs> Um, Chase Better Than The Cat so I always thought it was great I mean I loved you know I loved Overkill uh, but yeah. there was um, there was a song on uh, Sacrifice um, and, uh, or Inferno one of, one of those yeah um, and uh, I wish I could think of it off, off that's alright mate it's a, it's, a, it, it's a tough one uh, I didn't mean to put you on the spot like that um, that's okay what amazes me about Motorhead is the is is the impact throughout the musical world. You know the amount of people that they inspired, that they influenced in some way. I mean, I listen to early Celtic Frost, and all I hear is Motorhead. I listen to Kill 'Em All from Metallica, and the Motorhead, yeah. the Motorhead influences well, it, are clear. Them, them had a huge effect on a lot of people. Um, uh, you know, because if, if he was very inviting to to people, you know, he was very inviting, very, um, uh, you know, he, he let people in, uh, and he was very encouraging, you know, and he gave gave people time. He, he spent time with them, you know. Um, yeah. And so, which was not, you know, not always not typical. Uh, of what people did, you know. So, uh, um, he was, yeah, he was, he was, uh, you you know, he, you know, he, uh, he, he, he just, he he let people, he, he had, he had time, especially for musicians. Yeah. You know, he took time, uh, we bring the shake. There you go. I found it. <laughs> nice uh, one. Got it. Sorry. That's no, right. uh, I always love that shake. Um, <laughs> which is on, on Bastards, which is great. People, if you haven't heard it, give it a listen. Um, but uh, we, um, yeah, no, he had time for people. And uh, he, he wanted, you know, he wanted to be encouraging. Um, you know, and he was, uh, he, 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 put, he doesn't, you know, a lot, of, a lot of musicians are, you know, a bit, can be a bit standoffish. Lem wasn't yeah. like that. He, 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 if, he may have appeared like that sometimes, 
but that was just the front. You just had to, you know, you had to, go, you know, take a big deep breath and just walk up to him, which, which people did, and then that was it. And then he would, you know, uh, he'd, you know, have time for you. So you know, yeah. Yeah, and and, uh, and and the band they did they they changed they had a lot of they had a huge effect on, um, you know on what on the, the sound of what the sound of, you know rock so you know certain types of rock music became you know yeah without a doubt without a doubt and and also um one thing I'm one thing I, I get the opinion of as well and and I'm you probably know better than this but um he he did seem to be a, a very positive person. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's uh, there's lots of stories of people uh, of of encouragement and positivity. Yeah, it's very. It was encouraging. He um, he was positive. Uh, he, he didn't want to, you know. Um, he didn't want to. It was a very. It was slightly different in private because we knew. So you know. Yeah. Um, so he could be. He could be slightly more. You know. Um, down down about stuff sure but yeah he certainly didn't want to you know um say to anyone don't don't do this as a career uh yeah you know and um he uh he, you know just he, he believed in you know you you go out and you play you, you, he, he was a work, you know he believed in a working band it was a very difficult time when uh, another problem was when they couldn't really work it was it was a nightmare to be around because he was really you know he had, he had to have like there had to be a tour somewhere in the in the work you know in the, in the work so there had to be you know work otherwise what was he doing you know yeah um, and you know much as he was having fun uh, it, that's he was he was having fun he was a musician first and foremost you know yeah uh, and Motorhead first and foremost. Without a doubt, and do you know what? That's yeah. that. That is a lovely pay. That's a lovely place to leave it, mate. That is that's yeah, absolutely that's absolutely perfect. <laughs> Great. Well, uh, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you, mate. Nice I really you. and nice to speak to you, and I really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you so much, Simon. No problem at all. All the best. You take care, man. You too, mate. Good luck. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye bye. And that was great fun. Really, really good fun. Really enjoyed talking to Simon, who's so generous with his time. And I hope you all enjoyed listening to that as well and, and gaining a little bit more insight into uh, into a man that we all felt that we knew, but we'd like to have known a little bit better. So um, there ends the episode. It remains for me to say, keep supporting the podcast. Keep telling everybody about it. Tweet about it. Post about it. Whatever, whatever social media you're on, please do uh, make sure you tag us and we will make sure that we note your comments and your uh, requests and whatever it is. But spread the word. You guys out there are the army behind who are going to get this into the most ears possible. So um, please do tell everybody that the Motorcast is out there. Um, you'll be doing them a favour. You know that. If they're a fan of Motorhead, then they should be listening. And if any information you need to find out about the podcast, where it's available and everything else, just go to imotorhead.com. You will see a picture of the Motorcast there, and that will give you all the various links. Um, it is available on every single platform you can imagine. But as I said earlier, please do remember to subscribe and make sure the episodes keep coming 
into your player. As long as you keep doing that, I'll keep doing these podcasts. And that is a promise. Catch you next time. I don't say agreed. The only God I need is the ace of spades. The ace of spades.